This is the best, most fun I have ever, ever, ever had on a podcast. This is a hit. I'm Jesse Cole, your host of Business Done Differently, where we get to meet successful people who look at business differently and we get to know them in a different way. And the point is, is you got to be in the game. You know, you've constantly got to be in the game. I want to shear the sheep often. I don't care anything about skin anymore. I want to always be in the game. And a lot of people say that's crazy. You need to be, you know, do this or that. And I'm like, no, man, I want to be playing all the time. I don't need to go for the fence. I want singles and doubles, but I want to play all the time. So don't try to be at the top. Don't try to be at the bottom. Just try to be in the game all the time. Excited to have Aaron Walker on the show today. His book, View from the Toth, is single-handedly one of the best business books I've read. It almost reads like a memoir with tons of great advice for any leader. So suggest anyone should pick that up. You're going to get more input and lessons than you've ever received. But, you know, I'm excited to have you on the show today, Aaron. But I want to open it with a segment, Excited or Scared? You know, what project right now has got you either excited or scared that you're working on? Yeah, well, thanks, Jesse. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, we're working on a pretty cool project right now. It's a done-for-you mastermind service. We own another company called Interview Valet. Tom Schwab and I are partners in that business, and I thought, you know, if we do that for podcast guests, we can do it for masterminds. So for months, we've been working on a done-for-you service uh, for masterminds. So I couldn't be more excited for love nor money than I could for that project that we're working on right now. Outstanding. And masterminds, you talk so much about that in your book. And I think that's a great segue for our next section, which we're calling Party of Five. And you write about it. Everyone's talking about it. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with by Jim Rohn. You know, from a business standpoint, Aaron, how have you built your five? Well, let me go back and give you a little bit of background for context. And so in 1995, I met a guy starting a radio show that wanted me to advertise with him. And I didn't want any part of it. I said, no, thank you. I've never heard of you. You're on one station here in Nashville. And so anyway, I won't make this too long. But it ended up, this guy's Dave Ramsey. Uh, financial Peace uh, is what he's known for. And he gave me advertising to try him. Like this was a long time ago. And so I, I went the next 21 years and I was his sponsor for his show, the longest-running sponsor he's ever had. And we developed an amazing friendship out of that, uh, doing business together. But he came to me a couple of years after that at the Curb Center in Nashville, and he said, uh, we were at a concert, and he said, hey, man, I want you to join my mastermind. And I said, I'm all in. What is a mastermind? And he started laughing, and he said, you just show up in my office, and I'll introduce you to the guys, and I'll explain it to you as we go. And, man, Jesse, I was more nervous than a cat on a tin roof. I'm like, what in the world am I getting myself into? And I'll just be honest with you. I was intimidated a little bit when I went there and some of the guys that were in the group, but man, did I fall in love with something that has transformed my life. And it's like having your own board of directors, right? I mean, it's absolutely, I subject myself to the scrutiny of men that have nothing to gain or lose as a result of what they tell me. We have the same core values. We have the same interest in growing our business, being better husbands, better 
better dads. And I'm like, how in the world? Where have I been? I've been under a rock all these years. And so I started pouring myself into this group. And Jesse, it transformed the way I did business because I had other vantage points. I had people that had nothing to gain or lose. And they had different raising. They had different filters. And I started saying, man, I didn't know what I didn't know. And started listening to these guys. Well, when I started my business, View from the Top, I started coaching. And then my schedule filled up pretty quick. So I replicated that. We started Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Group. And so that's kind of where it came from over two and a half decades ago. But I'm telling you, I would never, ever not have a mastermind group because Jim Rohn's quote is the truest of ever. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And the reason I know that to be true is as a child, you know how your mom used to tell you, you better quit hanging around with Bobby. He's going to wear off on you. Well, that's true. And it does wear off on you, but it can wear off on you in a good way as well as a bad way. So, yeah, man, we can dive deep into how you get these guys, what we do. But I wanted to give a little context to the background of what an impact it's had in my personal life. No, that's amazing. And I I do want to do a little bit of a deep dive because it sounds like you were, you know, a lot in the right place at the right time to meet someone like Dave Ramsey. And I know you teamed up with Dan Miller in your group as well. But, you know, how does someone start? You know, if you've got someone that's really building a great business, they know they may need some help and taking it to the next level. How would you advise someone starting? Well, you know, there's great people all around you. There's colleagues everywhere. You're not the only great guy out there, right? There's other great guys out there. And my suggestion to you, first of all, is go really, really slow. Don't rush in there, grab five or 10 people and start a group. You need to be sure they have the same core values. And you do that by spending time with them, going to lunch, going to dinner, maybe you and your wife getting together or your wife and your husband, whatever the case may be, ever who's listening to this, you get your spouse together, you start building that relationship and you start doling out a little bit of private information slowly, very slowly. You don't want to air all your dirty laundry at one time. (laughs) That could come back to haunt you pretty quick. And so what I tell people is do this slow because it's a lifelong process. It's not like, hey, I'm going to grab five guys. We're going to start meeting and my life's going to be better and they're going to give me the keys to success. That's not the way it works. And you need to have a long-term perspective. So gradually, slowly start identifying people in your community, your peers, your colleagues, people at your church, people in civic uh, clubs that you're in. You just need to start identifying people and slowly work through this process. If it takes you a year to put together these people, that's better than getting the wrong people uh, in your group to begin with. So my first thing is start slow. No, it makes sense. Now, Aaron, you have a, a fascinating story. We do a segment a lot, The Story of My Life. The Story of My Life. And often it's very challenging to tell one story, but you know, you have a lot of things that have really impacted you, but you know, what story do you think has given you the greatest lesson or the greatest lesson that you could teach someone else with? Well, Jesse, unfortunately, mine is a very, very bad situation that happened to me August 1st, 2001. There again, I've got to go back just a little bit. I started working at a retail shop at 13. At 18, I found a couple of guys with a lot of money because I didn't have any. came from a very, very poor family. We formed a partnership, built a very successful business. At 27, I retired, sold out to a Fortune 500, started another company, grew 
it 10 years and it was an amazing ride as well but august 1st 2001 my life really was transformed in a big way and let me tell you what happened i was headed to the office 7 30 in the morning many people have heard my story but for those that haven't and a pedestrian was crossing the street in front of me to catch a bus and he didn't look my way and i ran over and killed a pedestrian now jesse i don't know if you've ever been in a situation quite as bleak as that but your life kind of slows down to a point where you look like you're watching it in slow motion it's kind of like unfolding like i'm like god are you serious this can't be happening to me i've got two beautiful daughters got a thriving company beautiful home everything seemed to be in place it seemed to be perfect and then boom man i'm blindsided well I won't make this story too long, but the guy didn't make it. He lived three years in the Vanderbilt trauma unit here in Nashville. And Saturday morning, the police officer called me. He said, Mr. Walker, uh, Enrique was the gentleman's name. He didn't make it. 77 years old. He was from the Philippines. He just didn't see me. He just couldn't see good. He was warned year after year. Don't travel alone. You can't see good. Well, he, you know, was... Uh, wanted to make his own way and he just tried to cross the street and he just didn't see me but it rocked my world to the core and I started reflecting on my personal life and Robin and I started thinking about it and I'm a Christ follower so we prayed about it and we said Lord what do you have us to do and uh, it was sell the business so I did I was 40 years old I sold the business and I took the next five years off I didn't do anything for five years we traveled a lot and I was grateful that I had the resources to do that because I had to get my legs back under me I mean you don't run over and kill a pedestrian and get over it god gives you the grace to learn how to deal with it and he did we built a new house in the process and what i discovered was that i had had great success but nobody cared hmm. only my family cared about that no one else i had had no significance other people's life weren't better as a result of having known me. All people would have said my legacy would have been poor kid from Nashville, Tennessee, makes some money, retires at 27, and nobody cares. And it really burdened me. I started feeling very, very guilty about that. And I thought, you know what? That's what would be on my epithet. Young kid makes a lot of money, retires, nobody cares. And so we really started focusing outward how we could impact other people's lives. And if you want to, a little later, we'll get into that. But it transformed uh, the thinking that I had going forward. And now, here's what's ironic about that. We spend a third of our time reaching out, trying to help other people obtain their goals and dreams. And as a result of that, we're twice as successful financially as we've ever been. But how, how, just so? how so? Explain that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's, let's just hypothetically give a situation. You have a businessman that's doing well, like, but he doesn't share with anybody, doesn't tell anybody anything. Nobody wants to be around him, right? It's like he's selfish. He won't share. He won't tell anything. People are afraid to give away the secret sauce. Let me give you an example that I know 100% works because I've done it year after year, business after business. So we were in the construction business. Our next business, we owned a high-end residential and small commercial construction company. Five years later, after the accident, my wife said, you're getting fat and lazy. It's time for you to go back to work. So we went in partners with the guy that built my new house during that five-year period. And uh, we started thinking, you know, we're an elite builder here in Nashville, Tennessee. And there's about nine other elite builders here as well. So what we did was we formed the Master Custom Builder Council. All 10 builders that were competing against each other forged an alliance. And we started this council. And we started meeting the third Thursday in every month, or fourth Thursday, I can't remember now, fourth Thursday in every month. And we shared best business practices. We started sharing 
having subcontractors and vendors, and we would invite vendors to come and tell us the latest in technology. And we started buying as a group rather than an individual. Well, you know what happens then. You get a better deal. Mm -hmm. Well, when you get a better deal, it makes you more competitive. And when you get more competitive, you do more business. Everybody in that group, their business excelled. We did $115 million the last year I was in business collectively as a group because we pooled our resources, our ideas, our best practices together. We became friends. We built parade houses, and we started donating the money to charity from the ticket sales to the parade houses, which gave us more business because now we had a showcase. So we forged an alliance. Well, I don't care what industry you're in. You can do that. But here's what happens. We have that mentality. I can't share my cards. i got to hold them close to my vest. Mm -hmm. But when you share, here's what happens. Other people want to be around you. Then they want to introduce you to other people. I'm a living testament to it because we do that now. I make connections nonstop with people now all the time. I'm promoting other people's businesses. I'm calling them. What can I do for you? And they're like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I want to help you accomplish your dream. It's the Zig Ziglar thing. It's no question about it. And when you do that, they go, man, you need to meet this guy. And what does that do? It brings more business. So now we have a business that's twice as successful as we were when we were holding our cards close to our best. No, it's brilliant. And it makes so much sense there. And I guess my question is, how do you teach that? I mean, people focus on success more than significance. And people focus on their own businesses more than helping other businesses. As a coach, is there a way to, I mean, it's, it's obvious. Is there a way to teach it? Sure. Yeah, I teach it every day. I have clients all over the world now, nationally and internationally, that I coach one-on-one. And then we have almost 100 men in our mastermind groups. And we're teaching this principle every single day. And it's amazing. And the guys come back and they go, man, I have, I've had it backwards for all these years. But what we do now is we open our books. We just say, hey, this is the way to do it. I had a guy recently, his name's Tom Rubens. Great guy. He's an amazing guy called me about six months ago and he said, Hey, big A, everybody calls me big A. He said, Hey, big A. He said, uh, I want to join your mastermind group. And I said, awesome. He said, but I gotta, I gotta tell you something. And I said, okay. He said, I want to coach and I want to lead masterminds exactly like you're doing it. And the only reason I'm joining your group is so that I can learn how to do it. And I said, praise the Lord, man, come on. I'll teach you everything I know. And he said, you gotta be kidding me. And I said, no, I'm not kidding. There's millions of people that you can coach and train and teach. And he is like telling his friends now, man, you need to join this group. You see what I'm saying? If I'd have said, no, no, uh-uh, no, you're not coming to my group. You're not going to steal my secrets. I'm not going to show you anything. Well, now we've built uh, a cavern between us. But instead, I built a bridge. <laughs> now, now we're buddies and we're helping each other. I've helped five people go in competition with me when I was in the retail business that worked for me. I physically went and helped them set up their stores <laughs> physically. And the thing is, is it comes back to you. Y'all listen to me. There's givers or takers. Adam Grant wrote about it in his book. You're one or the other. I don't want to be the taker. I want to be the giver. I want to be the guy when I walk in the room, it lights the room up. It's not like, oh God, here he comes again. Here's an example I give all the time, Jesse. When the telephone rings and you look down and it says Aaron, something comes to your mind. Mm -hmm. It's either he's going to want to borrow something. He wants another favor. He wants a gallon of milk. You know, what does this guy want? Or I can't wait to answer the phone. I mean, this guy lights the room up. I can't wait. Well, who are you going to share other people with? Who are you going to make connections, the introductions? It's a mindset shift. Carol 
Dweck talks about it in her book, Mindset. You've got a growth or a fixed mindset. I hate fixed mindset. Oh, it's just the hand I was dealt. It's just the way I am. Well, like, get over it because nobody likes you. Nobody <laughs> wants to be around you. You need to change. You need to start giving. You need to start. Listen, I did a survey, a very private survey. This was hilarious. I wrote a blog on it. You can go to my blog and read it. Yeah. I went to Panera Bread, and I sat at the entrance at a table, right at the entrance. People came through the door. Every person that came through the door, Jesse, I looked at very solemn. I didn't smile. I didn't wave. I just looked at them. That's what I got back. For 15 minutes, people kept coming in the door. That's what I got back. And I said, well, I'm going to change it up. People started coming in. I started laughing, smiling big, and I waved. I said, hey, it changed everything. They all smiled. They all waved. They all said, how's it going today? You doing good? See, if you want to get, you got to bring it. No, 100%. I, it, we're, we're completely changing the format of the show, and I love it, Aaron. We are going, uh, we're going deep dives, keeping going, because you keep getting questions and from me. And, and one question is, you know, you mentioned get excited when people call. You know, when the people see your name, are you excited sure. when they're calling? And I, what's the balance between asking, you know, for instance, some, a lot of times people call things, they need a favor or they need something versus being the one that's always calling to give someone. How do you balance that between asking and giving? Well, do the both. Do both. There's nothing wrong with asking. I call and ask favors for people, but it's not the only time I call them. Yeah. Like I'll pick up the phone and call Jesse and I'll say, hey, Jesse, how's it going? How's your wife? Kids doing good? How's business? How's your podcast? Doing great. Yeah. Well, then normally it's like, Jesse, while I've got you on the phone, I got to ask a question. I'm like, you liar. That's why you called me. It's like, but if I hang up and I don't ask a question, you go, man, this guy was really checking on me. He really cares about me. Now we've built a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's See, the other way. It was just for what I was getting. Listen, every single day I'm writing emails. I'm calling people. I'm reaching out. I do endorsements for people all the time on video. I do audio unexpected, uninvited. I just do it on my own. It's like, Hey, and you know what? As a result of that, I get speaking engagements now as a result of it. I do. Listen, guys, hear me. If you don't hear anything I say right now, hear this, right? Time out right here. Lean in <laughs> video is absolutely your best friend. If you're not using video on an ongoing basis, I don't like the way I look on video. Well, I don't either. Listen to me. I mean, how much more country can you get than me? But you know what? God gave me this voice. It is what it is. But get excited. Reach out with people on video. Wish them happy birthday. This very, very, very successful guy recently had a birthday. 183 happy birthdays on his Facebook feed. There was one video. Wow. Who do you think it was? It was Big A's. It was, <laughs> we'll call him Billy. Hey, Billy, Aaron here. I just wanted to wish you happy birthday, man. I'm telling you, it works, and it's just taking the time, the effort, and the energy to reach out. Life is so fun, Jesse, (laughs) when you do it right. When you reach out and you're helping people and you're constantly connecting them, it just transforms everything. No, that's brilliant. All right, I want to move on to a fun game here, Aaron. It is called Truth and Dare. Just do it! All right, so if there's no or, it's truth and dare. So which one would you like to do first? Uh, bring it, dare. Dare. All right. Now, I think you've, you've been coached by him for 20 years. Great relationship. So I'd like to see your best impersonation of Dave Ramsey. <laughs> oh, golly. Here we go. This is like a game show. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Okay, my best impersonation of Dave Ramsey. 
Listen, guys, if you friggin' go into debt, let me just tell you right now, there's 100% of every mortgage you've ever seen in foreclosure. If you don't believe me, just go ask a guy that had his house repossessed. <laughs> there you go. That's Dave Ramsey. Was when that your first impersonation of Dave Ramsey? I've never done an impersonation of Dave Ramsey. <laughs> well, check it off the list then. Business done differently. <laughs> done, baby, done. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Now to, now to the truth. We go from that ridiculousness now to an actual truth. Yeah. What's holding you back right now? from success because Aaron I'm blown away by your wisdom you know is there something holding you back right now you know man I read Gay Hendricks book years ago the upper limit challenge and I used to have a lot of upper limit challenges the thing a guy told me when I was 15 years old I asked him I said man what made you so successful and he said God put it out there equal for everybody you just got to reach out and get a piece of it and quite honestly I've had a lot of self-confidence because my mom would never allow me to say can't she would always say can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. Mm-hmm. And she said, just try it. Well, as a result of trying it, uh, I've really gone for it in every arena. We, we've had a dozen businesses now, and I've just gone for it. I've kind of done it my way. You know that Elvis Presley song, I've done it my way. <laughs> but, but the truth is, is what holds us back is fear. Mm-hmm. People are always afraid. You know, they're like afraid, you know, Jesse's going to talk about me at dinner tonight. No, he isn't, because you're not that popular. Nobody's going to sit around and talk about your failures or your successes. And I've learned to get over that. It's kind of the 30, 45, 60 rule. When you're 30, I mean, when you're 18, 18, 30, 60 rule. 18 is like everybody's talking about me. Then you get to be 30 and you're like, I don't care. And then you get to be 60 and you find that nobody was talking about you at all. <laughs> It's just people are afraid. I'm saying get over, you know, fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. I mean, go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen, right? It didn't work, so you pivot and you do something different. And so the truth of the matter is I don't know that anything's necessarily holding me back because I've developed a mindset of I can do that. I need a little time. I need some help. I need people around me. I need camaraderie. I need a mastermind group to tell me when I'm messing up. And uh, now I just say go for it. And a lot of people are listening to this interview right now. You're afraid. You're afraid you're going to fail. But what I can assure you is you will never have an opportunity to be successful if you don't at least try. That's for sure. All right, Aaron, I want to move to a debatable. Wrong. All right. You wrote something in your book, which I've believed a lot, but I also see the other side. So we may be debating here. All right. This is a quote you wrote. If you want more you have to do more which makes sense but I also believe that sometimes the more you do the less you get done so I want to hear your side a little bit well it depends on what you're doing <laughs> uh, you know if uh, if you do the wrong thing and you do more of it you're going to get bad results but the thing is is that we've got to double down on what's working there's a lot of things that I've eliminated Dan Miller decades ago taught me this even when it's working right eliminate 15% that's on your plate. And I just recently got rid of a huge income producer in our community to focus on just the mastermind groups, because that's where I feel God's really leading me to lead these men one-on-one in these mastermind groups. And we had a community uh, that had a lot of people in it and I eliminated it. I read Gary Keller's book, uh, The One Thing. Mm -hmm. And what is your one thing? And if you double down on the thing that's working best and you're an inch wide and a mile deep, most people are inch deep and a mile wide and you think you can do 15 things really well you can't you don't have the bandwidth Mm -hmm. and so when i say do more of the right thing and you'll get more you will if you're an inch wide and a mile deep yep 
yeah, that's uh, we're not going to debate because you're right. I think it's just reframing that, and it's more of the right thing, not just more things, because more things actually have less progress. If you'd agree. Well, here's the thing too. You know, everybody's like, oh, I got to read another book. Well, I read. I'm a voracious reader. Yeah, I mean, I'm re. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. What we need more is implementation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got enough wisdom and knowledge. Well, you need to get your butt out there and get it in gear and work. And that implementation part is what people forget sometimes. No, that's brilliant. All right. That debatable was the, one of the weakest debates because we agreed completely. But we will, we'll move on. Come to up it. with another one. I love to debate. So. <laughs> I don't know if I can debate with you, man. Your, your book right. says it all. The book is, is, is brilliant, and it hits a lot of the same points that I agree with. But all right. This one will be fun. Crazy train. What are some things you've done in your business or life that some people may call crazy, Aaron? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, going in business at 18 with no money was pretty silly. Uh, you know, oh, my. what? You know, here's the thing. People have told me everything that I've done throughout my career. That's not going to work or you're going to get yourself in trouble. Or, you know, I bought some land not long ago at an auction. I love to buy property. And uh, the guy that was bidding against me came up to me after the auction and he said, well, do you really think you're going to make any money? I said, well, one thing for sure is I have a chance and you don't. And the point is, is you got to be in the game. You know, you've constantly got to be in the game. I want to shear the sheep often. I don't care anything about skin anymore. I want to always be in the game. And a lot of people say that's crazy. You need to be, you know, do this or that. And I'm like, no, man, I want to be playing all the time. I don't need to go for the fence. I want singles and doubles, but I want to play all the time. So don't try to be at the top. Don't try to be at the bottom. Just try to be in the game all the time. You know, I like that. In the game, it still kind of going the same theme that we're talking about. You know, in this segment, comfortably uncomfortable you know, I, I believe that you need to, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable if you really want to grow. But you talk about being in the game. So my question to you again is, you know, how do you know when to try new things, you know, and potentially get uncomfortable or when to stay in the same? And are, are there certain areas you've looked in your life that you're like, wow, you know, I was really uncomfortable, but it yeah. really helped me. Yeah. Five years ago, when I started View from the Top, it was an online world that I'd never been in. I'd been in bricks and mortar my entire life. Yeah. And then when I got in it, uh, you know, you could Google Aaron Walker and you couldn't find me with a search warrant. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't to be found. Now you can Google Aaron Walker and I'm on the first 10 pages. And it's because of our consistency. You know, we blog three times a week. I do four Facebook lives. I've done over 500 podcast interviews in the past 36 months. People say, you're crazy. And I'm like, okay, I'm crazy. So I'm going to keep doing it because it pays dividends. And I've done one interview, filled up two mastermind groups and people are like, man, this stuff works. Yeah. You know why it works? Cause it's consistent. I don't want to do four Facebook lives every week, but I said I was going to do it. I don't want to write three blogs a week, but it works. Yeah. And now we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of blogs, hundreds and hundreds of Facebook lives because consistency is your best friend. Listen, if you don't want to do something repetitious for two years, don't even start. Mm-hmm. I don't sense. care what it is that you're doing. Consistency always wins. And there's the great quote from Seth Godin, always be shipping. And it sounds like you have been shipping stuff out for a long time. And it just, you have to have that patience. Well, the thing is, is people get, you know, I tell people all the time, blog. And they'll blog, you know, and I'll go back and i say, was it successful? Well, I did it for six weeks. So six weeks, I wear the same shirt six weeks. <laughs> this, You have got to stay with this month in, month out, year after year. Listen, do you think I wanted to do, I did 187 podcast interviews last year. I go home at night, I couldn't even talk. I get in the bed, people say, why do you do it? I say, because it works. Yeah. And if you keep doing it over and over and over, it's not that hard to be successful. But what 
happens, people don't get immediate results. Yep. They want that instant gratification. Guys, it don't work. I'm just telling you, you got to give all you've got to one or two things. And when you do that, I promise you, if you'll stay with it for a period of time, it'll pay huge rewards. But I think, and again, just to dive a little deeper, it's the challenge of knowing what those one or two things. It seems like you've even had that challenge as you've you know, tried to be in the game on lots of things. Is there an easy way to know? I mean, you even tweeted about this. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. You know, how do you find that? I know obviously faith is a big role, but there are other ways sure. to find what guides you. Yeah, well, here's the thing. People talk about, what are you passionate about? <laughs> well, that's good, and passion gets you going. Or, you know, motivation. i got to stay motivated. Well, that's an exhaustible resource. <laughs> what you really need to have is purpose. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Jesse, I don't know if you've got children or not, but let's pretend like you do. Soon. And there's just two- announced. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, there's two buildings, 100 stories high, and I put a board across the two of them, and I say, Jesse, for $10, I want you to walk across this board. And you're looking at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> but if I put one of your children on top of that building and I set the building on fire, no amount of money will keep you from going across that board to get your child. Your purpose is bigger, right? That's what we got to have in business. See, my purpose is to help ordinary men become extraordinary. I go to bed every night, can't wait to get up to do it again tomorrow because other men, their lives are different as a result of having been in our mastermind groups. Mm -hmm. People are getting off addictions. They're growing their business two and three and four times. They're better husbands. They're better dads. They're better men. They're more authentic. They're transparent. Everything about their life is different and my purpose is different. It's not just the money. It is some of the money because I like to make money. I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you liar. Let's take it away from you and see how important (laughs) it is. Money is very important. Don't make money bad. Don't make it bad. Money is a good thing. I want to own the money though. I don't want the money to own me. Mm-hmm. Right? Brilliant. I can't help people financially if I'm broke. So mm-hmm. please never anybody say, oh, it's not about the money. They say that because it's the noble thing to say. Yeah. The truth of the matter is it's okay for some of it to be about the money. So I want to get that clear. But anyway, <laughs> my point is, is that you have got to have purpose in what you're doing because no amount of passion, no amount of motivation will keep you anywhere long term if you don't have purpose. That makes sense. And you're combining that, the purpose with being around great people. You know, you talk about the mastermind that lifts you up as well. And you just, you know, I want to go into deets about the tweet because you you tweeted this, you wrote about it. Isolation is the enemy of excellence. You know, I just want you to kind of explain that a little bit because it sounds like that's been a big part of your success is getting away from that. Well, here's the thing. When you close the doors, you turn off the phone, you shut it down, you're alone. You're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? You know, I don't have any vantage point. We had a remodel project done on our house recently, and we stood out in the driveway, and we looked at this situation, and we couldn't fix it. It was a construction issue, and we couldn't resolve it. We couldn't fix it. Had an engineer out there, had builders out there, had workers out there. Nobody could fix it. We kept looking at it. It's like, I don't know what to do to fix this. Nobody knew what to do to fix it. Two weeks later, I'm sitting on my patio with a coaching client, and I'm looking at it from a different perspective, and I solved it immediately. (laughs) I was like, we were looking at it from the wrong perspective. It's the same way in mastermind groups. Mm -hmm. You only have one filter. You only have one life experience. You can't look at anything differently than your filters. Mm -hmm. But when you have 10 people that are in a group that have your best interest at heart, that they don't have anything to lose or gain, they have different life experiences, they have different filters, and it's like, dude, 
I didn't even know to know that. I didn't even know to ask that question. It just opens up so many doors all the time. Then you have accountability. <laughs> See, procrastination is our biggest enemy, right? We kick the can down the road. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next quarter. I'll do it you know, next year. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is when you have accountability, it's like, man, Jesse, I'm going to do this. Now come back next week. And I say, well, did you get it done? <laughs> well, sure, I got it done. I said I was going to get it done. But if I didn't have those people around me, eight out of ten times you wouldn't do it. No. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. You've got to get people around you that you trust, that you believe in, have the same core values. Motivation is the same that holds your hind end accountable to doing the things that you should be doing. That's the reason I said that isolation is the enemy to excellence. If you want to excel, I don't care if it's my group or any other group, get people around you that know you, trust you, believe in you, that can encourage you and have that camaraderie that you can go forward. I'm telling you, my life would be way different if I had not had these groups for 20 years. Oh, brilliant. It's a, the accountability and the different perspectives coming together. I mean, that just sounds like a recipe for success. But I, I want to move forward on, on tool time, Aaron, because I know you're talking about doing now the Facebook Lives and everything else, but you know, what tool are you using in your business every day that maybe people aren't familiar with or that's an important tool in your toolbox? You know, there's uh, there's many, many tools that we use. I'll tell you a great one, and I've already talked about video. Loom, L-O-O-M, is an amazing plug-in that you can put in your Gmail that you can do a video right in. Listen to this. Well, Loom, to answer your question, but I'm going to tell a story. Yeah, cool. So I invite people all the time to interview, and I've invited some pretty cool people to interview. Never yet, I better knock on wood, never have I been turned down when I used video to invite them to be on my show, ever. And here's why. I can write you an email. Dear Jesse, I would love to have you on my show. Do you think this time would work for you? Blah, blah, blah. Or I can send a video and you're seeing my face and I'm smiling. Hey, Jesse, man, <laughs> your show, Business Done Differently, is unfreaking believable. I got to have you, man. You got to be my guest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I got to have you, like, now. Is there any way that you can click that link below? Go ahead and schedule your appointment. I mean, man, would you do that? Because I would love to interview you. <laughs> now, which, what do you think is going to be more successful? Well, it's brilliant because it shows the enthusiasm. I mean, again, for, for instance, for me, I wear a yellow tuxedo all the time because that's part of what we do with the bananas. And it's different to see a guy in a yellow tuxedo than someone without the excitement. There you go. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, is it makes it as almost in person as you can get. No, that makes so much sense. I love that. That's a great tool. And I think, you know, you've talked a little bit about service and I'm so intrigued by this. This is kind of one big thing we believe in at Fans First. And this segment's now that's what I call service. What's the best service experience you've had? You know, uh, I didn't know that question was coming, but I'm going to tell you something, and I don't get any – well, I couldn't say I don't get anything for this. They do give me a little something when I send people there, but that's not why I'm telling you. Bench.co is a financial uh, – they do all your financials. Most affordable, best service I've ever used on the planet. Those guys are amazing. Bench.co. Wow. Bench.co. Beautiful. All right. I want to go to a new one here, Aaron. This is standout or bust. Aha. So basically, I'm going to ask you three simple questions. Not simple. Three easy questions. Well, that's the same thing as simple. Three questions that can be answered in one line and basically see how you stand out. And I got to guess how you stand out. Are you ready for this? Go for it. All right. If your wife, Robin, were to describe you in one sentence, what would she say? Grit. Grit. Okay, on a Saturday morning with nothing to do, what do you want to do? Read. What would your work colleagues say you're best at? Motivation. 
All right. Wow. Aaron, this was probably the biggest challenge because you actually just gave three words, so not even one sentence. So I got to guess how you stand out. All right. So your wife said grit. So I'm guessing she's seen you go through so many challenges and tribulations that she knows no matter what, you guys are going to get through it. So I'm going to keep going here. Saturday morning, nothing to do. Read, constant lifelong learner, and you want to motivate. So I'm guessing that you will do anything that you can to care for other people, no matter what challenges you have, and learn what helps people be successful. Wow. I guess you summed that up. That's the way I feel. I hope I portray myself that way. <laughs> well, it's based on my scientific study, Aaron. So that's, uh, that, that's how we there got there. There you go. So, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's great. All right. We'll finish up with a few here. Uh, magic moment. This magic moment is a really important segment for me because I really believe everyone has moments that stand out in their life. You know, what's one moment that really stands out that drives you? You know, recently, matter of fact, real recently, uh, last Tuesday, I just got back from a couple of week vacation. We went to Israel and it was a magical moment for my wife and I had been on our bucket list. Robin and I've been married 37 years now and we've had the privilege of going on a lot of really nice trips. And that trip was 10 X anything we've ever done. And we've had some amazing trips. So I would have to say that Israel was a magical moment. Outstanding. Beautiful. All right. I want to go to flip the script. So you become the host of Business Done Differently, and you can ask any question to me that you'd like. Jesse, what are you going to do differently now in your business and personal life as a result of this interview? I love that question, Aaron. I I think the thing you, you are, it's like a coach. The way I talk about this is if your dad is telling you that always to, you know, keep your weight back when you're playing baseball, you're trying to hit in the batter's box and your dad says, keep your weight back, keep your weight back. And you don't listen that much. But then you have one coach coming from the outside and say, hey, you got to keep your weight back. And then all of a sudden you start hitting better. You listen to that outside coach. And I feel like a lot of people inside their life, like purpose, significance, you know, masterminds, I think about that all the time. But once you say, and in the success that you've had in the book that you've done, when you hear it from someone else, as you mentioned, it's that different perspective, it makes you take action. So for me, it's a great question. And I think obviously looking at how to surround myself with better people is the key to being successful. And I can't tell you, I can't thank you enough for saying that and sharing that today. Very cool. So, all right, we'll finish here with uh, favorites. And then our final four, Aaron, what's your favorite part of the morning? Uh, from 5 to 6.30 a.m. What do you do? Well, I'm very regimented now for decades. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm a Christ follower. So my first 20 minutes of the day is started with a cup of coffee and total silence in meditation. Uh, the next hour is spent reading God's word. I have two prayer lists, one for my family, and I pray for every member of my family by name. And then I have another list of my clients and close friends. I pray for them by name. I'll end often with praise and worship music just to center my day and I've been doing that routine now for decades what a positive way to start the day that's amazing excellent all right what about favorite book that you've read this past year yeah, uh, Never Split the Difference. Chris Voss uh, wrote that amazing read. It helps you to understand how to negotiate your way through life in a positive manner. Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss. Outstanding. Favorite vacation spot? Uh, we're cruise fans. Uh, we've done uh, the majority of the cruises. Uh, next one on the bucket list is the Mediterranean, but uh, cruises by far are our favorite vacation. Okay. How about favorite restaurant? Yeah, Ruth Chris is really good. Uh, can't go wrong there. That's steady. All right. And final favorite gift that stood out for you? 
Is there one that stood out for you recently? For a gift to me? Yes. You know, uh, I'm a I'm a leather fan, so Saddleback. I uh, got a really nice bag from Saddleback. They're very expensive, but they last for generations. And so favorite gift would be a bag from Saddleback Leather. Outstanding. All right, Aaron, we'll move to our final four the questions I ask at the end of every show. The first one, what's something you've done differently in your life to stand out? Something I've done differently to stand out. Uh, I guess what we've been talking about, uh, spending a third of our time reaching out to empower and encourage other people, uh, that's probably pretty unusual. And we literally spend a third of our time doing that. Excellent. Now, what makes someone stand out in business and life? If you could give some advice to someone. Well, the thing is, is you need to be best or the only one if you're doing and and I don't settle for second. You know, that's like kissing your sister. You know, <laughs> I, I want to be in the in the leader's role in number one spot. Uh, if you want to be different, I think you've got to bring it differently. Uh, for me in business, though, it's 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 all about the customer service. Uh, it's always performing and giving more than uh, is required. And uh, if you stand behind your word, regardless of what it costs you, you're going to succeed long term. All right. The final two. The best advice you've ever received? Build relationships intentionally and build them faster. Uh, that My dad taught me that years ago, and there's nothing that takes the place of relationships. And so build relationships faster. Brilliant. And finally, Aaron, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah, I want to be remembered as a guy that your life was different as a result of having known me in a positive manner. So that's the legacy that I strive to live each and every day. Well, you're doing an amazing job. And like I said, the book, View from the Top, one of the best books I've read in business. Aaron, I can't thank you so much for spending time with us today on Business Done Differently. You know, How can people reach out to you, connect with you, or, and learn more about the masterminds or your book? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, viewfromthetop.com is the best place to go. And I want to encourage you to really think through the mastermind groups. Uh, I know I'm biased because I own these groups, but the life transformational experiences that are happening in men all over the world as a result of being in these groups is immeasurable. And if you want your life really to go to that next level, I would encourage you strongly to consider joining Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. So, yeah, reach out to me at viewfromthetop.com. I'd love to interact with you and build a relationship. Outstanding. Aaron, any final thoughts? That's it, man. Fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and have that positive mindset. Can't, couldn't do it. Could did it all. Success is coming your way. (laughs) Thank you so much. Today, we learned even more about how to think differently. Sometimes in life, professional is boring and weird wins. So thanks for listening. And remember, the world needs more people being different. So whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Be different, stand out, have fun, and enjoy the show. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.